0: Good morning all you Alumni Sport listeners. I'm your host Richard Powell. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Alumni Sports. This is, this is the week 12 recap. It is Monday, November 21st. Hopefully you all are going to have a great Thanksgiving weekend or week coming up also. But let's go ahead and talk about the AP Top 25 poll that came out. So we have Georgia still number one at and again they played University of Kentucky they won only by 10 points, so 16-6, to six, but still number one. we got Ohio State number two. Then we got Michigan number three, TCU number four. So everybody's hanging put right there, even when TCU won on a game-winning kick against Baylor. we got number five, USC is in Southern California, surprisingly, at number five, which we'll talk about a little bit later after a 48-45 win versus UCLA. LSU State put at number six. Clemson moved up after a 40-10 to win versus Miami which Miami is not impressive at all. Then we got Alabama, number eight, Tennessee, number nine, after a surprising loss to South Carolina. Then we got number 10, Oregon, to round it out. So talk about some upsets. So Arkansas ended up beating then number 14, Ole Miss, 42-27. to And surprisingly, Arkansas led 42-3 to in the third quarter. So the game was essentially won at that point in time, just a matter of running the clock out. And Arkansas is now ball eligible even though they lost to Liberty and LSU the past two weeks. And another surprising one, Georgia Tech was a 21-point underdog. They ended up beating number 13, then number 13, UNC, 21-17 at UNC. And they only had their third and fourth-string quarterbacks. So I'm only saying, you know, only. But I don't know what to UNC. So all the Drake May hype about winning to Heisman, that's shut, in my opinion, you're not going to win Heisen when your opening schedule is Florida A&M at home and at Georgia State and at Appalachian State. That's some clown stuff, in my opinion. NC State was then number 24. They lost uh, again to another ACC team, this time Louisville, 25-10. They've never been the same ever since Devin Leary was out. Now they've been, obviously, working with their backup quarterback past few weeks. Navy beat number 20 UCF. 17-14, John Reese Plumley left the game at halftime with shoulder injury. That is the UCF starting quarterback. And I've always said with the military teams, they're always going to be pretty tough to play, especially triple option teams. If they're up on you, they will just waste a clock. And there's just a scrappy team, typically. So a little surprised there, but at the same time, not really. Because they can always sneak one on you. And USC, as I talked about, as in Southern California, moving up two spots over, tennis, uh, over Tennessee, or not uh, Tennessee, but LSU, is um, one of the biggest turnarounds in the country. As USC in Southern California was a four win team and now a 10 win team under Lincoln Riley. So you could thank the NIL for that and the transfer rules, how you can just come in, switch a team out, and play that following year. Or so. That's definitely a recipient of that. But Lincoln Riley, don't forget, he was the ECU coordinator. So a lot of good things come from down east. But we'll talk about that a little bit later. More of a somber tone, unfortunately. Uh, and definitely, unfortunately, Hinton Hooker tears his ACL towards the end of the game versus South Carolina when the outcome is already decided. So that's very unfortunate because his highs and chances might now be very slim. Unless there's going to go off the previous work he's done previous few weeks. And hopefully his draft stock doesn't drop because of that. As he is a 24-year-old quarterback anyways. So he's, you know, a lot of years on him, so to speak, compared to a Drake May who is only two years in the system. And teams that are in Texas is back in number 24. And this is their fourth time being back in the top 25. So definitely some Texas fans within that committee poll. But we'll see if they stick. Now teams coming out. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about this a little bit later. But Oklahoma State lost to Oklahoma. They were a seven and a half point underdog. Yes, but that was also the third loss within the last four games. So they're out of the rankings now. So Mike Gundy, I thought he had some magic going on in the beginning, but uh, November, you know, you find out who the pretenders and who are the contenders. So looks like Oklahoma State was a pretender. And let's go talk about conferences. Surprisingly, the Pac-12 leads all conferences with six teams in the top 25, SEC at five, and then ACC, American, Big Ten, and Big 12 all have three. So you have a little bit of an overall picture of where all these conferences and spots are going to. Now, ranked versus ranked matchups, we got actually quite a few, and one really big one, which will probably help decide the Heisman candidate. Potential winner. So the first game is gonna be number 19 Tulane versus Cincinnati who is number 21 according to AP winner host AAC championship See how that goes Then you got number 10 Oregon and number 22 Oregon State first time since 2012 both teams are ranked We'll see what happens with that with Bo Nix You're starting to see now that the in-state rivalry games are starting to be played now or Whether it's in-state or out-of-state such as our next one number three Michigan at number two Ohio State so if Ohio State wins this game CJ Stroud has essentially solidified that Heisman in my opinion Hen hookers out ACL Drake May took a loss after a not great performance even though Josh Downs did drop a pass but I believe CJ Stroud will pull it out if they win this game at Michigan or um if when Michigan plays at Ohio State of course you got other games to play too outside of this one game coming up. But then our final one is number 13, Notre Dame at number 5, USC is in Southern California. And we'll see all the Lincoln-Riley hype coming up. Great coach, of course, but playing another tough team. So we'll see. But they do have the home field advantage. So uh, we'll see how that goes for them. Now let's get into the picks of the week. So my first one we will start with is the Oklahoma State plus 7.5 I chose versus Oklahoma. Now, off the jump, I wasn't even watching this game. I was actually catching a. I'm trying to think, I think I was I was I was in a flight at that point in time, so I had no service. But Oklahoma started out on a twenty-eight-zero run in the first quarter. Granted, Oklahoma State was you know the spread was seven and a half, but it's pretty hard when you're down twenty-eight-zero in the first half, and all they're gonna do is run the ball. So Spencer Sanders was their starting quarterback that came back. He threw for sixty-seven times, just due to them being down so much. But he only threw one touchdown and four interceptions. And a lot of those interceptions came because of that 28-0 run of him turning it over. So he threw for 381 yards. Led the team rushing at 42 yards also. Pretty one-dimensional when you're down that much, unfortunately. Dillian Gabriel, the UCF transfer, 20 for 40, 259 yards, two TDs, one interception. And congratulations, Oklahoma. To them, they're not going to be that happy about it. But Oklahoma is now bowl-eligible. Their fans are obviously accustomed to, you know, a winning tradition. And it shouldn't take it shouldn't be this late to get to to get to the sixth win, but caress them. It's never a guarantee. Then we got LSU versus University of Alabama, Birmingham. I was very, very confident. I was most confident on this one, to be honest with you. Of course, easier said saying that now in retrospect, but LSU won 41 to 10, so 14.5 was easy cover. Jaden Daniels twenty-two for twenty-nine. 297 yards throwing, one touchdown, 12 carries for 111 yards for one touchdown also. LSU even had two turnovers versus Alabama. Birmingham have none, and they still won 41-10. to Oh, just, uh, you know, talent itself, just outclassed UAB in so many ways. And now for LSU, they played Texas A&M, which is a guaranteed dub. And then following that, December 3rd, they played Georgia for the SEC Championship. So I know USC according to AP Paul, jumped them one spot to number five, and LSU stayed at number six, but I mean, you can you, you just go ahead and pack pack it up and say if LSU beats Georgia in an SEC championship, assuming they don't lose to Texas a and they're guaranteed in the, the playoff, no doubt, and that would be a hell of an accomplishment for Brian Kelly in his first year at LSU. When everybody was, you know, give him hell for losing to Florida State at the beginning of the year, but now the Florida State loss is looking a little bit better because Florida State is on a run, and they've been ranked for a few weeks now, and now this is the heartbreaking one. I'll talk about ECU minus five and a half versus Houston. I, you know, I chose ECU on this one. ECU senior night, whole Aylers last game at Dowdy, the Greenville two five two local. We got see, you know, CJ Johnson a two five two local. Granny's a junior, but we get outclassed in every way or facet in this game. Houston was up 28-0 in the third quarter. is fifteen for thirty. 182 yards. Keaton Mitchell, 14 carries, 128 yards. You can just guarantee over 100 yards at this point in time. But his yards, majority of those yards, were just you know garbage time runs. So when the game was already decided, Clayton Tune for Houston NFL prospect for sure. A quarterback, 32 for 44, 435 yards, four TDs, one interception. Also led the team in rushing at 43 yards. Houston does not have a good running game. ECU has a really good run defense, but with Mike Houston, it's just a matter of getting the pass defense now because we have depth at the line, but we have no pass pass rush, You know, just experience or anything. Clayton Tum was just sitting back there looking pretty, just throwing it deep. And that was definitely the largest loss in Mike Houston's era. And truthfully, this game reminded me of the Scotty Montgomery area era. era. Where we lost fifty eight to three to NC State in twenty eighteen. It was downright embarrassing. I'm not even gonna lie, I watched the very end of the game before I caught my flight, leaving Tampa, Florida, where I'm from. And hell, that night, I swear it literally onto my soul. I had a hundred two degree fever, stomach hasn't been the right sense. It's just that game just uh, – it on such a big ECU fan, it definitely took a toll on me, unfortunately, and uh, I can't say it's ever happened before, but it happened now, so maybe because I'm getting older. I don't know. But, you know, we'll move on. We'll play Temple next week. Temple, I'm sure we will win that game. We'll end up being 7-5. At this point in time, I essentially guarantee we'll be at the Military ball. so as a matter of what team we play, what ACC team, in that matter, we'll see. I'm sure I'll be there for that, and uh, hopefully I can see y'all out there too, and I know I'll probably connect with Hoist of Color, Steve and I go, and obviously, again, Richard Powell with London Sports to be there too. So I appreciate it very much. If y'all got any questions or concerns, let me know. And, I'll, you know, I look forward to dropping another another talk here soon within the next few days prior to Temple. Also, I do have a special guest coming on next week. He's going to be at the Temple game in Philadelphia. And he's the one who even said start the Garcia era last night versus for the ECU game. So he was right on that one. But Garcia didn't look that good either. So I don't know. But I think ECU, you know, we're getting to ball games now. So now she's making that hump to make a conference championship. So let's see what happens. But other than that, I appreciate it. Y'all have a great rest of the week and Thanksgiving. Stay safe out there. Talk then.